0: This podcast series is based on a book called Beyond Reasonable Greed, Why Sustainable Business is a Much Better Idea, by Wayne Visser and Clem Sumter, read by myself, Wayne Visser. Communication, the rumble in the jungle. Lions don't communicate much except to roar to intimidate others or to purr with self-satisfaction. Likewise, modern companies have grown accustomed to speaking to stakeholders only on a need-to-know basis, telling whom they want, what they want, when they want. Usually, the strategic conversation coincides with a time when the company needs something from its stakeholders, such as support or the absence of visible protest, to proceed with a new development. Elephant communication is quite different. It is more like a dialogue, an ongoing two way interactive process, which involves listening as much as talking and includes nonverbal as well as verbal exchange. Elephant companies are far less opportunistic when it comes to communicating with stakeholders. The reason they enter into dialogue with their employees or communities or environmental NGOs is the fact that these entities are interconnected in some way, be they interested in, or concerned about, or affected by, the company's operations. Elephant companies believe that the time when something goes wrong, or when they are required to consult, as in an accident, or spill, or downsizing, or a new project, is precisely the wrong time to begin communicating with stakeholders. By then, it is way too late. A symbiotic relationship already needs to be in place, one that has been nurtured over many years. To enable this getting-to-know-you-and-trust-you process to bloom, there need to be all kinds of forums and feedback mechanisms that keep companies' finger on the pulse of stakeholders' issues and concerns. Attitude is also critical. Even having all the right communication tools may not be enough if these are only used to further preconceived company interests. Lions see stakeholders, whether labour unions or green activists, as whinging envelopes, trying to curtail their appetite or cramp their hunting style. Hence the feline communication strategy is usually to roar louder than the stakeholders and frighten them away or drown out the sound of their complaints. Failing this, other popular tactics are to ignore the stakeholders, discredit them, or hire a legal lion to hunt them down and eat them in the courts. The elephant company's modus operandi is quite different, mainly because they believe that stakeholders actually have something valuable to say. In fact, the fresh perspective that the latter may bring could turn out to be a gift-wrapped opportunity. If they are saying that it is unacceptable to injure workers or choke communities with pollution or sell products that clog up the rivers, maybe that means that there is a market for safer, cleaner companies. After all, all stakeholders are customers too. Yet... It is not that stakeholders are always right and companies are always wrong. It's that companies and stakeholders are inextricably interconnected. Their destinies are so meshed together that there is no them and us. We are all one living system. And so long as we are all being honest and transparent about our objectives and opinions, working out the solutions to any dilemma, like the classic jobs versus environment debate, becomes a cooperative effort among all stakeholders. How different the actual world is. Often in the corporate sector's dealings with stakeholders, you feel you're in a creche with babies babbling past each other or crying with frustration when nobody understands what they're trying to say. At one end of the table, companies bawl out phrases like economic value added, gross margin on sales, and real return on capital employed – While at the other end, activist NGOs turn the fusillade with terms like social justice, intergenerational equity and ecological sustainability. In the end, each baby is left stomping its feet or wailing its heart out. Any adult will understand that the missing ingredient is a common language that begins to construct a common outlook. Concepts like the triple bottom line Internalizing externalities, stakeholder accountability, corporate governance, and sustainable development are early attempts to develop a vocabulary that everyone can understand. But they still sound like jargon, and that will all too soon become unfashionable and forgotten. That is why we suggest a healthy dose of getting back to basics. Let's start by calling things what they are. Companies either care about their stakeholders or they simply use them for their own selfish gain. Infants soon learn the important concepts in life, sharing and being selfish, playing and fighting, hurting and helping, being nice and being spiteful, laughing and crying. And what we try to teach children is to be elephants, not lions. Becoming mature means learning that you can't always have things your way and that harming others is unacceptable behaviour. The title Robert Fulham chose for his book, namely, Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, kind of says it all. So why not make these ordinary, everyday terms the basic language of companies too? Are companies sharing or being selfish, hurting or helping? In the same vein... The ingredients of effective communication are good, basic, common sense. Be open, share information, not just the good stuff, also the bad and the in-between, and not just the boring facts, also the hopes and dreams, the passions and emotions. Talk about serious things, the so-called hard facts, when they need talking about. But don't forget to share the lighter moments as well. Very important Don't tell lies or even bend the truth. But once there is a track record of honesty, trust what the other says. Also, create rituals for dialogues, spaces for talking and listening, the proverbial coffee table chat. Internally, make sure your environment, health and safety staff sing from the same hymn sheet as line management. So often a chasm develops between the two, with the environmental brigade perceiving the production guys as unrepentant polluters, while the latter view the opposite number as clueless do-gooders who know nothing about production realities, yet have a direct line to the CEO's ear. On the other hand, don't make communication so rigid that it all sounds like propaganda from a central source. Leave some latitude for personal opinions. There are no shortage of lion companies who mistake telling for dialogue and have been getting backchat from angry stakeholders ever since. McDonald's and Shell have become celebrated examples. When Greenpeace activists published a pamphlet entitled What's Wrong with McDonald's? The company was quick to bare its fangs and lash out its claws by instituting legal action. But McDonald's tough-guy approach bit back. The company found itself in court for 314 days, with all its dirty washing being aired for the curious public to see. The resulting tide of discontent from disgruntled stakeholders spawned websites devoted entirely to McDonald's alleged sins on every possible subject. Shell's fallout with stakeholders over its proposed sinking of the Brent Spa oil platform in the North Sea, as well as its alleged complicity in human rights abuses and environmental impacts in Nigeria, were a wake-up call of note for that company. Faced with widespread consumer boycotts and worldwide anti-shell activist campaigns, the company was forced to re-examine seriously its old approach of doing business it shape-shifted its strategy towards adopting the triple bottom line of sustainability and embarked on the most comprehensive stakeholder communication process ever attempted by a multinational. Their public relations effort, reportedly costing $20 million a year, resulted in a program of public reporting that is today considered by many to be the best in its class. In addition to disclosing a host of externally verified environmental data, they began to listen and share the feedback they were getting from stakeholders. For example, in their 2000 People, Planet and Profits report, they quote the input that they have received from the United Nations Environment Program, the World Resources Institute, the World Conservation Union, Harvard Business School and the Ethics Resource Center, In addition, they have gone further by recognizing that public opinion is as important as expert opinion. Their 2000 report is liberally sprinkled with quotes from individuals that have responded to the tell-shell campaign, the good, the bad and the ugly. Senior executives read and discuss these comments as an important indicator of people's feelings on issues of concern to shell, industry and society at large. Shell is probably still some way off regaining the trust of many of their stakeholders, but at least they have heard the rumble in the jungle and started to embed the dialogue process into their business. Fortunately, the next generation of elephant wannabes can learn from McDonald's and Shell's trial by fire. Or they can choose the easier route to following in the footsteps of the elephant pioneers that have gone before them. For instance, five years on, the Body Shop's 1997 Values Report still stands as a world-class benchmark on measuring stakeholder accountability and disclosing stakeholder performance. Similarly, they can take inspiration from companies like SBN Bank with their ethical accounting process, or Scandia with their intellectual capital report, or Electrolux with their environmental reports, based on the natural step framework. There are also numerous do-it-yourself guides that have emerged in recent years. If taken seriously, for example, the Accountability 1000 standard on social and ethical accounting, auditing and reporting, as well as the Global Reporting Initiative's Sustainability Reporting Guidelines, could take companies a long way down the road of stakeholder engagement. Beyond these basic frameworks, however, technology enabled interactive stakeholder feedback and real time public reporting on the web are already looming large on the horizon. Stakeholder communication is one of those areas where many companies are going to be unveiled as lions, all dressed up as elephants. The true test of authenticity will not be in the letter of the glossy brochure, but in the spirit of the dialogue. Stakeholders will refine their extrasensory perceptions and develop a sixth sense about which companies are hiding something or bluffing and which are genuinely trying to listen and address the real concerns in good faith. Elephant companies will do what comes naturally, be friendly and caring and compassionate.